Lord, we arise this morning and thank you for the privilege to be alive. We thank you for the simple gift of life. We thank you for our breath. Holy Spirit, we thank you for filling us and for breathing into us. We were created to think and to imagine, and we thank you for allowing us to imitate you in this way, to know joy, to laugh, and to be with friends. We give thanks to enjoy and to be and to feel happiness. We thank you for the gift to love and to be loved. We stand the amazed recipients of your magnificent affection. We give you thanks for all things, for they were never ours to begin with. We release this time, this place, and ourselves to you now. We excel our gratitude and gladly come sit at your feet. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Take a moment and reflect on Psalm 100. Beginning of the verse says, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. We humans have a negativity bias, where negativity has a greater impact like Velcro, on us than positivity, which responds like Teflon. Why would it be important to make a noise when we notice joyfulness? What would it look like for us as a community to practice gratitude? Take a moment and reflect on those two questions. passage goes on to say, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. What are some ways that we try to play God? How does this impact our gratitude? How does the fact that we are His alter our view of life? Take a moment and focus on those questions. text goes on to say, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. What would it look like to enter a space with gratitude? To be present is to actively notice things. What does it mean to be present with gratitude? Take a moment and focus on those questions. This concludes our reflection 
We hope that the words of Psalm 100 ring true this morning as an opportunity for us to remember with gratitude and to praise Christ in everything. Henry Nouwen, speaking of gratitude, says this, Gratitude is the most fruitful way of deepening our consciousness that you are not an accident, but a divine choice. It is important to realize how often we have had chances to be grateful and have not used them. When someone is kind to us, when an event turns out well, when a problem is solved, a relationship restored, a wound healed. There are very concrete reasons to offer thanks, be it with words, with flowers, with a letter, a card, a phone call, or just a gesture of affection. Take a moment and reflect on ways that you this week can express gratitude. Ways that you can express gratitude to God for events turned out well and problems solved and relationships restored and wounds healed. But also think about concrete ways to express gratitude to others, be it with words, with flowers, with a letter, a call, a phone call, a card, or just a gesture of affection. New community, may we this week reflect on the idea of gratitude and exhibit it in very tangible and concrete ways. Confession. As a community, holy God, we open ourselves to your restorative presence. We are surrounded by beauty, yet we often withhold gratitude. We are to be beacons of hope, yet we often succumb to worry and despair. We are blessed beyond measure, yet we allow selfishness to shape our generosity. We are free yet we often enslave ourselves to yesterday's failures. We are loved beyond measure, yet we often fail to pass on your love unconditionally. God of our past, our present, and future, have mercy on us. In these moments of shared silence, prompt us to lay down our burdens, release our fears, forgive our failures, and align ourselves with you. All this we confidently pray to our God and community, three in one. Amen. New community, welcome to our May 3rd service on the podcast. We are excited you are here. Uh, we are continuing in our series of Practicing the Presence, and today we get to talk about a really great topic, uh, the topic of gratitude and how that plays out in our life and how we can practice gratitude and how that helps us practice the presence of God. Julie, that was a fantastic welcome. Mm, so good. Uh, I'm excited to be here as well. 
We actually have a guest with us that Julie's going to introduce here in a moment or two. But uh, let me really quick recap where we've been over the last couple weeks. We're just two weeks into practicing the presence, and this series is really focused on the idea of finding God in the mundane, uh, to experience God in the ordinary. And part of that, as we talked about over the last couple weeks, is having an attentiveness to the presence of God uh, in our world, and then specifically in the spaces in which we inhabit. So this idea of God being present always, but us seldom being fully aware of it. So in week one, we talked about the idea of drawing near to God. What does it really look like for us to draw near? With the promise that as we draw near to God, He draws near to us. Um, And then week two, and I'll explain or remind you a little bit more of uh, what we covered in week two, but week two, we talked about another kind of equation uh, of the presence of God. So in Philippians chapter 4, it speaks to this idea of being a people of peace. And then right near the end of that section, I believe in verse 9, Paul makes the statement that these things that we've seen and heard and experienced and watched um, take part in his life. He's asking us to practice those things. And then the outcome is that the God of peace will be with us. So if our desire is to experience the presence of God and to be with the God of peace, Paul is suggesting that there are certain things for us to practice. And what he's suggesting we practice, that we talked about, was Philippians 1 through 4 and some of the things that we had seen and heard and experienced from his life were things that we should also mimic. And so one of those, when you're looking at Philippians 4, that's in the immediate context of the passage that uh, we were looking at, Paul makes this statement that it is, um, that there is a necessity for us to pray with thankfulness. So that thankfulness or gratitude is part of the immediate context for what, what God is calling us into in terms of practicing his presence. And what's interesting is Paul is modeling that for us. So he's describing it in a way to say, this is something you've seen in me, that even as I pray, I'm rejoicing and I am being thankful. Um, And I think that's important for us because part of how we learn to follow God is by watching others and learning from their example. Uh, This is called modeling. And so we follow the example of Paul, or in this case, Um, Part of what we do is begin to watch people's lives around us and learn from their example of gratitude. Which is where our guest comes in, Um, because I have had the privilege of my entire life having somebody model gratitude um, and practicing the presence of God in many ways. But my mother, who I tricked into being on this Zoom call with us... (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) is somebody who definitely practices this. Um, she is somebody who is, would not ever want this attention, which is why I had to trick her to be on this. I manipulatively asked her, asked her if she would do me a favor and got her to say yes before she knew what the favor was. And then I asked her if I could interview her for this. Nice Thank play, you. Really She's nice not super happy with me, but I don't know what her daughter's for. Um, so my mom, <laughs> Leah Weathered, is um, on here with us. So thank you, mom, for being here. Um, mom, will you start first by just telling us a little bit about 
you and what stage of life you are in. Um, and also kind of back to the beginning of when you started following Jesus and um, just kind of a general overview of your life for the last 60 something years. <laughs> that would be 63 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I will have been married for 44 years coming up this June. We have two man, man, that's awesome. two amazing kids, Jason and Julie, and um, the people they married are incredible. Six grandchildren, um, all incredibly amazing. I could go on about that for a long time, which would be much easier for me, I think. But uh, my background in coming to know Jesus, I was raised going to church. Uh, in high school, didn't think I really needed to go to church. I knew God uh, basically started getting a little bit more involved. And then I would say that uh, really when I delved into the word uh, Bible study fellowship, um, I'd come across a verse that said that to come to the father or to know Jesus is you need to come to the Father, basically out of John. And I was like, wait a minute, I've never heard this before in this way. And just fell head over heels in love with Jesus. And basically just kept walking with him. And I'm still doing that. And how old were you when that took place? Oh, and you're going to ask that. I'm horrible at that. Stage of life. Did you have kids? Did you not have kids? Were you? Uh, Some of it started before we had kids. And then a lot of it was after. Yeah. Early on. So your early 20s. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I like that answer, though, Leah, because uh, sometimes we think it's a uh, flash in the pan that there's just this one moment that... um, is the all life altering moment. And what you just kind of described is that there were moments of life altering mm-hmm. that God uh, kind of um, allowed to take place in your it's life. It's funny that turn and turn or burn moment I never had. And I wanted that actually for a while, but then somebody had pointed out to me, why would you want something like that? Where maybe something horrendous had to be happening before you turned around and, Anyway, it made me very, very appreciative of my walk. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. And it's also great. Sorry, no. Julie. It's also great because, um, yeah, every, every person's story is oh, different. Totally. And I think sometimes what we try to do within the church is find the uh, one answer that works for everyone. And I think God is much more complex than that. And he has created a humanity that's much more complex than that. And so there's beauty right. in uh, really leaning into that complexity. And it creates uh, kind of a wonder uh, of who God is um, and shows him to be more magnificent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's two reasons why, well, I mean, there's many reasons why, but a couple of reasons as to why we asked you, mom, to be a part of this. Um, one is what I said before is that you modeled this, modeled the idea of gratitude and being thankful and um, always pointing out the positives and recognizing the things to be grateful for throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was a, you were just a very great model of that. And as I'm raising kids, there's a lot of times where I find myself saying some of those exact same things. And I Mm. 
like I'm turning into my mother, (laughs) (laughs) which is, which is a great thing. Um, but so there's this aspect of it that, um, you have modeled it well, even though you may not want to say that out loud (laughs) because that draws attention. And the second aspect is, is that you have lived some life. And so you have been through many stages. And as Russ and Kevin and I were talking about this subject, one of the things that kept coming up that I kept struggling with was how do we, this idea of comparison and gratitude, and it's easy to be grateful if you're sitting here right now during COVID-19 in a house with food. And there's people who are going through some major struggles, people who are dying. There's such a wide variety of things happening right now. And so to interview somebody and talk about gratitude, there's, there's not one person who can encompass all of the things that, um, all of the things that are a part of gratitude and all the circumstances and all the situations that people are in. As we think about gratitude, uh, we wanted to interview somebody who has been through more than just one stage of life and who has practiced many, um, different aspects of gratitude and hard times and good times, um, all of that, because there are a lot of different themes of gratitude, which you have lived. And there's also a lot of different themes of gratitude, uh, throughout the scriptures. Yes. Perfect. Uh, we are going to use Psalm 103 as a bit of a backdrop to, uh, our conversation today. And uh, if you're in a small group or if you can connect to the small group resources online, I would encourage you to read through Psalm 103 and uh, use it as a means of kind of uh, evaluating your um, gratitude directly related to how uh, God is impacting you. I'm just going to explain really quick a couple ideas from Psalm 103. Uh, It starts with this idea of bless the Lord, right? Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It, it begins with that, and then again at the end, it ends with that particular phrase. And this particular psalm has um, Hebrew parallelism in it. And I'm not going to go into all the specifics and details, because uh, it could be um, quite specific. But I just wanted to mention one thing that I think leads us into this idea of gratitude. Um, when you look at these mirrored parallelism throughout the particular passage, you get to one of the couplets in the first half where you're looking at verses 11 and 12, and it concludes the first couplet with a series uh, of words about the limitless scope of God's loving kindness. So it says that his loving kindness is from heaven to earth and from east to west. The idea behind that is that um, the scope of his loving kindness is limitless. The east is from the west. If you start going east, you never end up going west. You continue forever to travel east. So the scope of his love is massive. And then it ends in verses 17 and 18. The end of the second couplet speaks to the limitless duration of God's loving kindness. So from everlasting to everlasting. So right in the middle of this psalm where we're told to bless and praise and offer gratitude to God, we are reminded of one of the most central reasons why we're to express that. And that is God's limitless 
scope and limitless duration of his love toward us. So I think that gratitude always comes from a place of knowing that we're loved. Mm. It always starts in that place. Yes, that Russ, that reminds me of a quote from Brennan Manning, actually two of his quotes. And um, it says, you will trust God to the degree in which you know you are loved by him. And then he later goes on to say that the dominant characteristic of an authentic spiritual life is the gratitude that flows from trust, not only for all the gifts that I receive from God, but gratitude for all the suffering. Because in that purifying experience, Suffering has often been the shortest path to intimacy with God. And I like that because it, I mean, it kind of goes with that psalm. It starts with love, as in most things in our faith, start with the love of God, moves to trust, and then from there moves to gratitude and how it's this beautiful flow through the good times and the hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Mom, as you as you have practiced gratitude in your life, um, how, what does it flow from for you? Um, what is the root of your gratitude? Well, basically knowing how much God does love me. Um, I've always compared that with how much I, we, I have children, so I'm God's child. And I just know that he loves me so much more than I could ever love you or Jason. So that it's very overwhelming to me. And um, I would just say that everything flows from that. Um, how, how have you, when you think of the idea of practicing gratitude, how, mm. what does that look like for you in your life? Mm. I just think of, do you want me to give you a couple of circumstances in my life where that has helped? Is that yeah. what you're? Yeah. Basically, I think back to when you were born and you had several medical issues and we had to rush you to the hospital. And I remember um, they came and they, your, your red blood cells were multiplying too rapidly and they really had no idea what was going on. I remember standing and looking out the window on the ninth floor at the time of Sacred Heart Hospital, looking down and seeing all the cars going and people's lives just going on. And ours had kind of stopped, um, not knowing if you were going to live, not knowing if you were going to be blind. I mean, there were so many different things that they listed off that, that could happen to you. And I just remember just having this sense of just knowing that this was a big deal of meeting God in a place and beginning to trust. And we had absolutely no control over that. So that stands out. Um, I don't know if you would call that a choice to, to choose something like that, but that's something that really sticks out. Yeah, that's part of, uh, I think, what Julie was saying in that Brennan Manning quote, right? That um, we get to spaces of gratitude, but they flow from places Mm -hmm. of trust. Mm -hmm. And so to get to those spaces, um, it does require a certain dependency on God, right? It does require a certain um, um, 
in touchness, so to speak, with the fact that you are loved and that you are securely in uh, the hand of God. Totally. And I come, my parents are incredible. They love me so, so much. I often wonder about um, people who have not had a great relationship with their father or a great relationship with their mother. And that just makes me so grateful for what I have experienced and um, try and pass that along, of course, to everyone that I meet. Um, Leah, I'm sure in that moment you're describing on the ninth floor, um, it was a stressful moment, a moment of uncertainty. Uh, I'm going to guess it was also a moment of prayer. And the reason I say that is not just because of the challenging circumstances, but I know that prayer is something uh, that is deeply important to you. Uh, I have said in the past that prayer is more about gratitude than intercession. It's more about um, the idea of offering praise than just asking for requests. And that can be true whether it's an incredible blessing that's been received or whether it's a moment of challenge or difficulty. Uh, how have you found prayer to be um, a, a means of gratitude for you? Um, I'm just so grateful for so much in my life. And based, I have a hard time asking for a lot of things. So, I mean, especially for myself, it's so much easier to beg him and plead and just pray for your kids and your grandchildren and things, but also um, knowing that we have, all of us have so much, and there's just so much to be grateful for in everyday, ordinary things. So, Leah, I'm, I'm, I know this um, concept of prayer uh, is woven throughout the scriptures. Uh, there's a Hebrew word for prayer which means blessing, and it comes from the root word, which means knees. I know that sounds weird, but it basically is meaning kneeling and blessing at the same time, mm -hmm. right? So uh, some would suggest that it's a sign of showing respect by bowing our knees in the presence of God. But I think central to that word is entering the presence of God with gratitude, now, the rabbis teach that a person should find at least a hundred reasons every day to praise the Lord by reciting blessings. So, for example, you can begin and end the day with a blessing or a blessing before you eat or when you see something beautiful or when you hear thunder or come across a cute puppy and then about 93 other times throughout <laughs> the day, right? Um, but I think if you want to be more aware of God's active presence in your life, then you have to lean into this idea of um, consistently offering blessings. So if your conversation is filled that way, and it sounds like you talk about your gratitude often, um, give us some examples of things that on an ordinary every day that you offer praise or oh. uh, find great encouragement oh, from. That's easy. So basically, I offered um, such gratefulness. We, we, I was using a utility sink in our kitchen for over a month. Um, I was extremely grateful to have a sink. 
ended up with the newer sink. I know this sounds silly, but it's all those little things that when they're taken away, and I think of the COVID-19, all these things that have been stripped away from us who are so privileged and we already have such an abundance, but it gives you a new appreciation for things. Um, when you have drawers that have been put in and you don't have knobs, a drawer pull, you're so grateful once that's put on. It's the little tiny things and it's those seem so silly, but I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm also grateful for obviously all the, the bigger things, the family and the friends and our small group and um, just everything in our life like that. Uh, so, And hopefully by the end of our conversation, grateful that Julie tricked you into doing this. Yeah, too. we'll see about that. <laughs> Go ahead, Julie. No, so I just was going to say, just to give a picture for people, what does that look like for you? I mean, so talking about the range of standing on the ninth floor um, and being scared, what does gratitude look like in that scenario? And what does it look like in the mundane? How are you showing your gratitude? What does that practice look like? Is it something that you're doing um Vocally, is it something that is just within your heart? I mean, what does what does the posture of gratitude look like for you? My posture of gratitude is basically a consistent dialogue. Um, it's like I was saying before, it's almost like breathing to me. It doesn't matter if you find, a, I know this is silly, like parking places. I mean, anything. It's not that I pray for something specific, but every good thing that comes along um, I'm so grateful for and not it doesn't even necessarily have to be good. I was reading in um, Brother Lawrence's The Practice of the Presence of God earlier that he was saying that therefore we should rejoice in our difficulties, bearing them as long as the Lord wills, because only through such trials where, will our faith become purified, more precious in gold. So... You know, and that's out of First Peter. So that's also saying that I need to be thankful in all the trials that come along. Um, and that's really hard sometimes. But I do try and find something good in each trial. Yeah, so it sounds like um, it's a breathing in, breathing out of praise throughout the day. Uh, it sounds like you communicate that verbally or at times under your breath yes. um, or at times just a thought. Would you agree with that? It's just like a thought that comes into your mind. You acknowledge that thought and then keep going. Yes, that's exactly how it happens. And when you want to do something for somebody, you think you're going to do this. And then he says, no, do this too. And it's constant. Yeah, I think it, that's a good uh, reminder because often when we think of prayer, uh, when I was little, I was taught you had to dial, you know, like your Heavenly Father or God or whatever, just so he knew you picked up your end of the line, oh. you know, and then you needed to hang up by, and we pray this in Jesus name, amen, just so he knew that like we were done chatting at that time. Oh. And I know it's silly, but when we're taught that at a young age, then sometimes we buy into this idea that there's a set way you have to do it or that um, prayer is when I purposefully 
starts speaking to God and then purposefully stops speaking. And I just want to acknowledge that your um, the way you described it is a way of expressing that even the thought that comes into your mind that is like, man, I'm grateful for that moment or that thing is prayer. Just the acknowledgement of it, just the, the thought in your mind or in your heart is a form of prayer. Well, that is yeah. it. Go ahead, Mom. I was just going to say, I, I totally agree. It's conversation. It's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is one of the things, as you were just talking about this, there's many times, um, now when my girls, when we're in the car and an ambulance drives by, they always comment on, oh, Grandma Leah would pray for this right now. And so, for example, instead of being frustrated that you have to pull over or trying to, the things are slowed down, my mom will say, thank you for the people driving this ambulance. I just pray for wisdom. I like, and it's this, it's literally every little thing that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a prayer of gratitude. There's a prayer. Of, I mean, it, there is a prayer of intercession. It's uh, this acknowledgement of the things that are happening in the people outside of herself. Um, that has been definitely one of the things that has been a model for my life that I've seen. And it's like that constantly. I'm going to shift gears to the next topic in part because Julia told her mom that this was only going to last 10 <laughs> minutes. And you're um, grounded. <laughs> And while we're already over 10 minutes, said maybe I want to 20, at least get, may, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not only did you trick your mom into oh, doing this, I but lied. to the length of it as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Leah, we know that prayer is this important tethering point to gratitude for you. Um, but I know and have experienced from you um, deep generosity. Like my family has been very blessed Uh, by you and Dave, and uh, just the ways that you have cared for us as a family and been kind of like a a grandmother since none of um, our kids' grandmothers uh, are in town. And uh, I know that you don't just do that with me, that you uh, are that way with many people, and your small group has experienced that. Um, I think generosity is a trait that really only springs forth from gratitude. So what I mean by that is um, you can't really be longing for more or be in a place of discontentment or feeling like you don't have enough. And at the same time, uh, being generous, because I think you have to be in a space of thankfulness, a space of contentment and a space of um, just overall gratitude for all that you have in order to live into uh, spaces of deep generosity. Uh, Do you feel that there's a link between those two things uh, for you? Um, Or is that just kind of my weird? Oh, no, I totally agree. Um, I have some great examples of generosity in my life, Dave's in my life. Um, My parents have been extremely generous, but still make, made us toe the line on things. Um, So they've just been an amazing example. I also remember too, when Dave and I were, let's see, we were first married and we were moving from Boise, Idaho to Parma, Idaho, a town of 650 people. Dave's first teaching job. Um, We were young and 
broke and we were trying to figure out how to get our stuff there. And I was trying to budget um, our money. And basically one of our friends, he had a big truck. His dad worked for air conditioning and heating. And he said, let's move you. And I said, wonderful. And then after we got there, I said, okay, how much is this? And he would not accept a penny. And I was blown away. Um, I still remember that, you know, 44 years late, 43 years later. And um, it was incredible to me. So I, it was just such a wonderful gift. Yeah. And that um, gift of generosity creates gratitude. And then that gratitude creates a desire to be generous exactly. yourself. And that it, it kind of um, circles on itself, right. right? It can continues to build and creates totally. energy. Yeah. Any other thoughts on how, go ahead. Jill. Oh, no, I just was going to say we, again, this, you will feel uncomfortable by this, but one day in our small group, we went around, it was my mom's birthday and we went around and uh, everybody shared a way that my mom and dad had been generous to them. Nobody knew of any of the things that she, they had done for other people because my mom does not like attention about it, but it was unbelievable. And it, and it is this amount of, it's not for recognition. It's out of, it's stemming out of gratitude and it's, I have this and I want to share it and I am grateful for this. And so you are hungry. I'll make you a meal. I'll bring you over the recipe. I'll, you know, and so I've, I have seen it. I say that because I've seen the link in my parents and I've seen mm -hmm. the way that those two go hand in hand. And I know my mom won't say those things out loud, but I can. Um, so I guess my question along those same lines is both to rest to you and to my mom is mm -hmm. be practicing the discipline or practicing the idea of gratitude and thankfulness. Um, a lot of times we talk about what we have and then that's what we're grateful for mm -hmm. as if it's this, um, tangible items or things. What about when you don't have much or when, mm -hmm. um, I guess, what is the layer beyond that? Because those it's easy on the surface to be grateful for things and for, uh, possessions and things like that. But what does the true depth of gratitude look like? What is that? Good question. I am thinking of when Dave and I were first married and living on a teacher's salary and literally living paycheck to paycheck. And um, I know this is about like what we have or what we don't have, but it's also part of what we lived early on learning to make the choice or to be praying about what we were to do with finances and taking that step to try and put God first. Um, and then he would just direct ways. And it was a, it was very hard to do. And I remember, I remember all the teachings on it and thinking, well, it's really hard to be really happy about giving over this money because I'm, I'm really concerned about this next bill coming, but um, it became a discipline that I'm so grateful for and so thankful. And we did not have a lot, although we had everything compared to what most people have. I'll never forget one of the times Russ was preaching and he said that if you have any extra change or money, you know, thrown in a bottle or a jar somewhere, you're in the what top 1% of, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've never forgotten that. So 
I, I love that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it just speaks to uh, if if there's something that you have so much of that you don't even need to bother with counting it, then it might be an indicator that you've got enough. Right. right? Yes. Um, and again, all these um, are challenges to say, what does it really look like for me to be a person of generosity? Well, it's got to spring forth from being a person of gratitude. And that's why in a couple of weeks, we're going to look at the idea of generosity and dig deeper into that. Um, but we had to start with this discipline of gratitude. Uh, so let me uh, read a quick quote from Henry Nouwen um, that I think encapsulates this idea of gratitude as a discipline. He says this, Gratitude goes beyond the mine and thine and claims the truth that all of life is a pure gift. In the past, I always thought of gratitude as a spontaneous response to the awareness of gifts received. But now I realize that gratitude can also be lived as a discipline. The discipline of gratitude is the explicit effort to acknowledge that all I am and have is given to me as a gift of love, a gift to be celebrated with joy. What does it look like, Leah, for you to... Um, Practice gratitude as a discipline, not just in those moments when you receive something good and then you go, oh, that's amazing and I'm so thankful, God. But in those moments where you just live into the discipline of it, um, what does that look like for you? Um, I want to give one example a long time ago that happened to us with Jason when he was in high school. He had um, gone to explore a mine with two of his other friends. And he'd been given permission. Um, a father of one of his friends knew all about it. Anyway, long story short, they almost lost their lives through it. Some other people had died inside the mine. And I remember thinking at the time here, I was just losing, living my daily life. And at that moment, we could have lost him and we had no idea. And so that drastically changed my life. It took a lot of pressure off of some things that I thought was pretty important and um, had so much gratitude for so many small things along the way and the ordinary. So basically realizing that there's a lot out there that I don't see and I don't know about, um, but knowing that God is in control of all this and that it's a mystery and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and then I know we were talking earlier about that. I've always gone, but I've tried to go by this mantra of from that song that um, God, you give and take away, but my heart will choose to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name, regardless of if there's great times or times of suffering um, that no matter what I will choose to bless his name. So, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the, I think First Thessalonians 5, um, 16 to mm -hmm. 18 or so, I think speaks to that idea, give thanks in all circumstances. And that's part of what you're talking about, right? right? So in those moments when you fear for your son's life or in just the moments that we're in presently, right? That, that 
part of finding God in the ordinary and experiencing the presence of God is being grateful for the things we don't really necessarily want. So one practice that maybe we could lean into over the next couple of weeks even is to wake up in the morning and instead of saying, oh, here we go again, mm-hmm. or, oh man, it feels like one more Zoom call, or it, to begin to say, man, God, I'm so grateful for Zoom. Otherwise, I wouldn't be connected with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Or God, I'm so grateful that I've had this moment to, sure, I missed out on this or that, but man, I had a moment today with my son, and it was just really sweet. Or, God, I'm so grateful uh, for the food that is my refrigerator and that you have supplied all of my needs and that every good and perfect gift is from you. So figuring out ways to almost force ourselves Mm -hmm. into spaces of gratitude, that's part of the discipline, right? To to do it even if we don't feel Mm -hmm. it. And then in some ways we begin to feel our way into a new way of being, right? right? Um, As you were saying that, I was thinking instead of waking up and saying, Lord, I'm frustrated by homeschooling, saying, (laughs) God, I am so thankful for teachers right now and all they do. Like, and really like there is this level of uh, learning how to practice taking a frustration or taking something and immediately turning it into, okay, what am I grateful for? What is this pointing towards? What, what is God doing in this situation? And how can I be grateful for what God is doing is, I think it's a great way to practice. And that's even um, Kyle and Melanie Scott have mm-hmm. practiced for years, this idea of, they call it gratitudes, where they will wake up and they have to, they start mm-hmm. every morning by listing off, I think they started with three and then they moved it to five. And then it was like 10 things that they are grateful for, not just things, but ideas or what God is doing and right. actually saying them out loud or writing them down or starting each day with gratitude. And mm-hmm. um, the difference in your life, I think is drastic when you start from a place of gratitude because gratitude is out of trust which is out of love like and so it's this whole Mm -hmm. flow again which then sets the foundation for living really you know yeah some people oh oh, sorry Russ. i was just gonna say what i've learned from both of you is sometimes it's really easy to look at somebody's situation too because if if you naturally have that, oh, I'm so grateful for everything, you can look at somebody else's situation, they're sharing something with you. And then I, you might immediately want to point out, but you know, you've got this so much better than these other people, but I've learned and I'm learning still to rest in that. um, Because no matter what, that's what they're going through. And that's what they're feeling. And that's what I'm feeling. And you can't dismiss that either. Because then it just doesn't, that's not life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is meeting us again in uh, unique ways in each person in different circumstances. Right. Um, Julie, you mentioned this idea of in the morning. I know some people kind of end their day with uh, an opportunity to journal and reflect and say, God, these are all the ways that you showed up throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really grateful for you showing up. Uh, and it's acknowledging that again. It's an awareness of God's presence and then being grateful for that presence. Mm-hmm. Because he's there throughout every day. Right. It's just whether we're attentive to it. And so if at the end of the day we can reflect back on it, or if we wake up in the morning and start our day with gratitude. I know others uh, have, like in their living room, a little box that anytime God does some supernatural 
blessing that the family writes on it and that or writes like a note and puts it in the box. And at any point, if someone asks them about the box, they can go, oh, that's completely filled with the way God has moved in our life in beautiful ways. Uh, people of Israel right, would stack rocks and those rocks would be a symbol so that anytime someone walked by, oh, God protected us here or God had a supernatural victory here. And I think if we can almost um, kind of build those rocks in other ways where it doesn't just have to be the supernatural, but it can be those small moments that are little pebbles. And those little pebbles over time of gratitude lead to these massive rocks of gratitude that have built up in our life. Um, Yeah. And actually, any other, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. Um, Actually, when, as you were saying that, I was thinking about our community and this video that Brooke has put together and people have, if you have not had a chance to look at it, look at the Sunday gathering site and click on the video. And it just is little snippets of that, of people building pebbles within our community of just sharing things that they're grateful for. And, um, I, I love our community for things like that. And just watching some of the clips from people just sharing what they're grateful for are just sweet pebbles that they are just grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're, yeah. And part of, yeah. I was just going to say part of why we, um, wanted to tackle this topic of generosity is when we moved or this of gratitude is when we moved into, the space in which we're all living now, we knew that if you don't lean into gratitude in a time like this, you build up resentment, frustration, discouragement, etc. So just hearing someone else's gratitude Mm -hmm. inspires more gratitude in us. Hearing someone else express that, um, as you did, Leah, that that I can go throughout the day and just even think a thought of Mm -hmm. gratitude as a prayer to God those things inspire then other people to, to do the same. And that's what Paul's getting at, right? That the things you've seen and heard and, and experienced in me, practice those things, and then the God of peace will be with you or we'll be more, made more aware of the presence right. of God in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I was thinking about, another, I like your suggestions, Russ, are those examples of practicing gratitude. And another thing that we were talking about, too, is just even reading through Psalm 103 this week and throughout the week. And it is filled with uh, with things to be grateful for and for reasons to bless the Lord. And right. it doesn't have to do with what I have and what I don't have. It has to do with who God is and what God is doing. And so this week I am planning on reading through that. Um, numerous times and just reflecting on all of those things and practicing gratitude in order to practice the presence. And I would encourage all of you to as well. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Leah or Julie, on this topic of gratitude? I am grateful that you suggested the practice of the presence of God because I've had this book for over 30, 35 years on my shelf and it was another one I was always going to read and it is fabulous. So, so good. So very thankful for that. So if you want to read that, anyone in the community there, yeah, brother Lawrence, brother Lawrence, but absolutely. Did you see where he, Oh, I guess we'll talk about this afterwards. I love it where they, where they talked about his, what his, name was beforehand 
and it just made him seem so real. Like, oh, he's one of us, not Brother Lawrence mm-hmm. of the Resurrection. It's just, it's so good. Hmm. Along with yeah. scripture, of course. <laughs> okay, that, that's my plug. <laughs> I was going to say, Leah, that's a great way to end is you making a plug for the Word of God and uh, for us to read it and be transformed by it. I will say, uh, Psalm 103, Mm -hmm. bless the Lord, O my soul. What a great way to to lean into that this week. And uh, our encouragement would be the new community that we would uh, express back to God all that we are thankful for and that uh, we would live from a heart full of gratitude First, in the fact that we are magnificently loved by God, and that that would flow uh, into a deep acknowledgement of all that we have to be thankful for, which then will flow into the way in which we live out our lives. And may this week our lives impact the lives of those around us. And uh, that is our prayer. Leah, thanks uh, so much for being on the podcast and for being tricked into it. Thank you, Mom. Uh, I'm sorry that it went a few (laughs) minutes longer than 10. Um, (laughs) um, But love you guys, and uh, I'm grateful for you and grateful for this time we could be together. Love you, too. Thank you, Mom. Love you. Love you both. (laughs) Okay. All right. New community, breathe in grace, exhale gratitude. Let thankfulness guide your thinking and cultivate love. Remember that God is not a God of scarcity, but is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As God is loving you into the person you are meant to be, love each other with generosity. May you live into our call of loving and being loved. May you live into our call to be whole and resurrected. May you live into a deep gratitude this week. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.